right, welcome to Hungry for Hope. I'm Yo. Big Time Tim Cudges, and I'm here Big with... Big Time Tim Cudges! <laughs> Reckless Donnie Hart here. We are live from quarantine. We, we are. got Toxic Mike. What's up, I, Mike? How you doing? I, I love the way that Donnie looked like somebody just walked in on him in the, on the sh- in the shower once he realized he was live. There was that well, moment he was like, "Ooh, wait, who? How'd you guys get here?" Mike, was Mike. it in the shower or was it uh, oh, you know, shake rolling wake. the dice? That's like it's those big muscles. Rolling the, the, dice? the shake wake. I've yeah. been rolling the dice my whole life, brother. <laughs> <laughs> He's he wins every time. Every time. Yeah, getting getting the hang of this. You know, it's something different, Mike. Oh yeah, it is different. It's a different but that's, atmosphere. That's how our lives have been. Uh-huh. We've all had to adapt to new stuff in uh during this what's it called? Coronavirus. What's it called? I forget. I don't if any, remember. If anybody says the new normal, I'm gonna wait an hour for an Uber to get here and come to your place. Well, I just got just an email no. from Uber that says anybody who goes into their vehicles needs to be wearing a mask and the driver as well. So just make sure you have your mask on in the car as the guy driving just passes out and drives into a ditch. You got it. You got an email from Uber. You know who I got an email from? Fucking Sunny Stink. You, you figure with the Corona, they would stop. I swear to God that this dude, his name, his name's Mike, actually, from uh, Sunny Stink. He, he said, you know, we're, we're being serious. We got a legal team. He said his lawyer's name. Like, we're going to pursue you legally if you you keep on saying sunny steak is the worst oh my god so i figure i'm here to tell everybody sunny steak is the worst but but my lawyer's not but we're <laughs> saying sunny with an s-u-n-n-y they're oh, the no i'm saying it just how they spell right on second of market little dump place i was trying they to help you there, but you know okay tim we're looking for the best cheese steak in philly a lot of people know that hungry for hope dining with dining we're looking for the best cheese steak we end up finding the worst on the way. You know, that's good for the people. We're here. We're the voice of the hungry and the voiceless. And, you know, I think I might have found the worst cheesesteak. I don't think we found the best yet. We still but, haven't had that $200 cheesesteak. It's 120 Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Simmer down. There's the $120 cheesesteak at, uh, what's that, Barclay Prime? Sounds like it's a real prime cheesesteak. I'm not the $120 cheesesteak kind of guy, if you haven't noticed. I agree with Jack. Prince of Steve's, number one. Prince of Steak? Prince of Steve's? Oh, Prince of Steve's. Awesome. Prince of Steve's, Prince of Steaks. I'm a dickhead. Yeah, they're awesome. Laura, Steak. you need they're, to sit, Laura, they're sit first down. Class. They're not Sunnies. They're, they got an S on them, but they're a lot better than Sunnies. <laughs> Prince of Steve's, Steve's, Prince of Steak? They're great. That the- John Throws Pork? Great. Sunnies? Not great. You know, I'm a straight shooter, Mike. I stake them sick. I swear to God, these people are harassing me on my email. I'm a busy guy. I don't have time. You know, the guy's going to sue me. Like, come on, buddy. Stop. If you're listening to this, Sonny, please stop sending me the emails. I I don't care. (laughs) You know, send them to Tim. Tim, we're in this together. I don't know why they got my email, not Tim's. You can't sue a rock. Yeah, right. Nothing, (laughs) Nothing was ever worse. Then when you're a kid and, and your mom, at least mine, would make steakums and you she wouldn't chop them up. It would just be l- like folds of steakums in a sandwich. But, it was just like it was like lunch meat steakums. It was but very, that's Steve's oh, Prince of Steaks, but better oh. steak. They do the slabs. They don't do that chopped up bullshit. They don't? Screw no. them. Screw those hippies. 
You like it chopped up, Mike. (laughs) I would love to know everybody likes your cheesesteak meat. I'm like, you like your cheesesteak, your Philly cheesesteak. You like it chopped up? You got to have it chopped up. You got to have it chopped up. You fucking millennial. Because then the juices all get in there, whatever sauce, not mayo, the, the ketchup. It gets in there. If you got some peppers, it, 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 no, you can't have it just layers. And then what are you going to put it on white bread? I mean, what the hell is wrong with you? Mike, I would love to know how like, everybody else likes theirs. Mike, you seem like you have a man purse. Oh, Laura. Laura, Laura likes hers purse? like that. I personally, I, I like it like that, but I'm open. I've been making my own cheesesteak and I, I chop it up. All right. Somebody block Laura. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same That's with- the good thing about. Philly cheesesteak. Anybody can like it the way they like it. That might you know, not be the right way. You know what else? And, I, I know, like I know Mike, we talk- he's wrong, but he can like it if he wants to. I know you talk about Philly cheesesteaks, but also another cheesesteak that you know, bars, nobody makes the same and there's only certain bars where I really do friggin' like them. Chicken, buffalo chicken cheesesteaks. Fuck off, Mike. <laughs> I want to like throw a, a little different in there. Steak. I wanted, to, I wanted to throw it in there. Now, if you're going to go different, you go lobster cheese. We're not going to block you, Laura. If you're going to go a little different, you hit the lobster cheesesteak from Chickie and Pete's. The lobster oh. cheesesteak from Chickie and Pete's is great. You know the cheesesteak I made last week was kind of based on that. I did it with crab meat. Yes. I yeah. did. I, I based it on that, uh, uh, but I admit it, I was wrong. I did imitation crab meat. I had real crab meat, but it was easier to do the imitation. Come on, Donnie. You're working. You don't have to worry about the cost of, you know, no. the good meat. You well, love I'm, meat. I'm, putting, I'm actually putting money to the side because, you know, I'm not scared of Sonny's, but, you know, if, <laughs> you know, a lawsuit is going to cost. You know, I'm you taking get, it out of the Hungry for Hope fund. Get it out of that fund. You got to get whatever you can get in now because everywhere I look, they're talking about meat shor- shortages. They're talking about the price of meat going up. That's what she said. They're, they're talking about, you know, <laughs> Wendy's. Jesus Christ. Wendy's Mike was heard, actually. <laughs> Mike's heard about meat shortage a lot. Wendy's. <laughs> hey, it was cold that day. I don't want to hear it. Uh, Wendy's is talking about, you know, not being able to sell burgers because they don't have enough meat. I mean, so oh. right now it's going to be very difficult to find the perfect cheesesteak. But I'm going to find it. <laughs> So you're telling everybody, go get all all the cheesesteaks you can get. Eat them up. Stock up. Crazy times for crazy people. Uh-huh. Wait a but, second. Uh, Liz is saying when the studio opens up, she's going to make the best cheesesteak ever. And I'm going to eat the best cheesesteak <laughs> ever. You bring it, I shall eat it. Wow, that's what she but said. But if, if it's not, oh, oh. I'll throw, I'll throw it out of here. <laughs> Get it out of here. Oh, there's Lex. Lex has entered the chat. We're Did looking for the best cheesesteak. So we want everybody to keep telling us well, who's your favorite cheesesteak? Is it Steve's? Is it John's? Is there some kind of underdog we don't know about? Listen, I've heard of some underdogs. Everybody you know, has their own I've opinion. I've gone to but some, it- and some aren't good. Everybody got has to be a Philly. Has to be a Philly cheesesteak. And like Mike likes his chopped up. Tim doesn't. Onions, no onions. Mayo, no mayo. We're still searching for the best Philly cheesesteak. Now we're going to cut to Mike praying the rosary for the next 40 minutes. Go ahead, Mike. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Don't put me on that. (laughs) All right, Catholic. You know know what I hate? 
You know what I hate? And talk about wings to go. And talk about wings. Um, there's a place in Jersey. Um, Frig, why can't I remember? It's down by the shore, I think. It's in like the woods and the boondocks. Um, that everybody yeah. Piccadilly. Piccadilly. Piccadilly in. Everybody rants and raves about how good their wings are. That they are the best wings you'll ever get. That people drive out of their way. They're pretty good Don't wings. Get Mike, these I've been wings. there. These wings suck. Is Mike shooting right now? Is he shooting on Piccadilly? <laughs> I Mike, we can only do one lawsuit. One lawsuit a week. I yeah, a, you're, you're gonna have to eat this one, Mike. This I'm, is getting toxic. I'm a massive, massive wing guy. I love wings. I could eat wings morning, noon, and night. The Piccadilly wings sucked. And in case everybody doesn't know, wings is a nickname that Mike likes to call Dick. Yeah, yeah. So wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it sucked. They were tiny, barely any meat. The flavor wasn't there. The heat wasn't there. I'm sorry. Now, this was years ago that I went there. Maybe I need to go back. But this was back years ago, like 10 years ago. But at that time, people ranted and raved. That's why I had to go. I haven't been back in 10 years. We're going to have so to ask bad. our good friend. I never went back. We're going to have to ask. We got the in-house king of wings, Al Wingador. Yeah. We're going to have to ask him. Everybody knows Al Wingador, five-time wing ball champion, number three professional eater. That's a mm-hmm. thing in the world. And, you know, a friend of the show's. There you go. I'm sure he's been there. The guy's he had, everywhere. He's, he's had to have been there. And uh, Dominic's bar up the street from me. Dominic's ain't bad. You can eat popcorn. Wonderful. One, yeah, you can eat no, drunk people there at like 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, drunk, just sticking their fists inside the popcorn to get some. But their their wings are fucking phenomenal. A little pause there, Mike. So, you know. Uh... I'm sure we might find the best wings one day, too. And uh, I can't wait for El Wingador's restaurant to open. That That's coming. Right. Uh, we Elizabeth did, we, worked the wing ball. She knows our good friend, El Wingador. Right, and we did talk about how Wing Mania 2 is still going on. I don't care what's going on in the world. We are still putting on Wing Mania 2 by Toxic Radio. Just know that. So, you know, the, the wing ball, funny story this, this week. We do a lot of a lot of work with El Wingador. We're, we're seeing him all the time. I was over at his house like two days ago, and I go there, and I'm leaving, and I swear to God. He, he wouldn't let me leave until he's like, I, I got this for you. He goes in the freezer, pulls out chicken, a whole bag of chicken from the chicken man. So I got all this chicken. Oh, nice. Nice. Did you, El- did you have you know, a lot of chicken? The restaurant, so I guess he got a lot of chicken. Was Just, it a lot of know, chicken? Was it like how much? Like a hand size? Was it like this much or? Oh, like a trash bag. Like a trash. He's walking out with the bag over his shoulder like Santa Claus, but with yeah. chicken. Did you give it to all the good kids? He threw a couple to the kids. He said, Here, maybe I'll make it for the show. Good man, this- Donnie. He's, he's walking down the street. He's he's handing out chicken wings and chicken thighs. Yeah. He's just throwing we're, them out to the kids. We feed the people. That's what we Not do, that. you know? Nothing illegal about that. Nothing. Kids are catching it in their mouth, you know. Jesus Christ, Mike. We're feeding. <laughs> but, back on track. Back on track. How about wait, the fire, when, Mike? When you make your chicken wings, when you make this, this show is now making me hungry. When you make your chicken wings dry or wet? I like Moist. putting that sauce in them, you know. 
So you, you make, like them, them make them wet, you know. Make them wet. This, is, this, whole, this show's going in a whole different direction right now. <laughs> He's well, food, it. food is a very, very erotic thing. I mean, Look, you know, I like some, my people, wings moist. some people say that, uh, that, um, wait, whoa, Laura takes deliveries. Oh, um, shit. So, right, wow. Okay. But, you know, so some people say that food, if it's good enough, is almost, almost orgasmic. It can make you feel really, really, it, it releases that sensory in your brain. So I, I don't never, know. I never ate a food and felt like I was rolling the dice, Mike. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, I mean, <laughs> even the ladies are saying, let me get we, some we, breaths. We just got a message from El Wingador. He said he's going to personally make us wings for the show. Oh, now that's an honor. Now that's so I, an honor. I'd be, I'd be grateful so I can beat Mike's ass in that wing eating contest. I think we're going to have El Wingador make us wings. Oh, wait, wait. And... We're going to have a wing contest between you two suckers. Our wing contest isn't how Not many we can eat. We're doing, we're going hot one style. Remember that. Remember that. And that's, that you're going to have to bring it, sir. I've, I've been known to eat some hot, hot shit in my mouth. Donnie, if, Donnie, if we lose, we're going to have to go to wild. Uh, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. What up? Shout out to Drunk Unks Podcast. So, Drunk Unks is a podcast that got me drunk and locked outside of a studio one night. I woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning, and uh, it was their fault. Just had to say that. So you were locked outside of your house? No, it was when we had the studio in uh, Westville, and uh, I found out that um, drinking, fuck, what was that drink called? Uh, Hennessy. Doing shots of Hennessy will mess you up. So just, just so everybody knows. I remember so my we, first drink, Mike. We got that. Now, Tim, <laughs> tell everybody you, you've been working. A lot of people know you You work. Uh, you do work through Verizon. Yeah, I mean, we could just say cell phone carrier. You do cell Let's phone. Cell uh, get back. Get working <laughs> during this time. How's work been? What, what's work. the difference? People want to know. They want to know big time Tim Kudges. Honestly, they want to know how it is for you. We haven't skipped a beat. Now, see, the difference is I'm only regulated to one location. Normally, I'm all over the place, the tri-state area, PA, Delaware, New Jersey. Now, I'm just kind of regulated to one area. But, you know, it hasn't skipped a beat, really. A little bit less traffic, but we're essentials. People need their, their wireless devices from an unknown carrier. I'm not going to say that. But... <laughs> But you know, business is business is business. It gives the I'm grateful for it because it gives the opportunity for people that work with me to be able to have a job, steady income, not have to rely on unemployment, getting the home on time to pay rent, not letting their bills get backed up. So really, it's really a gratitude thing. I know we joke around on here a lot, but I'm really grateful that my team and myself are able to continue working and continue to you know kind of live normal lives a little bit not as much but still slightly you, you you still get a lot of foot traffic you see a lot of people it's not as much foot traffic but it's more like we need this so we have the opportunity that we're actually help the people that need it i've been in stores on numerous occasions and they're just like thank you so much for being open thank you for being here because we don't know what we would have did 
if you want. A lot of people just have cell phones. They don't have home phones anymore. They don't have stuff like that. So there, I just noticed a lot of customers. It went from a lot of entitled people to a lot of people that were just grateful that we were there. Well, that, that's great. You know, I do concrete, and uh, yeah. we're shut down for a little, and we're, we're back working. And, you know, I see the businesses I've been seeing. You know, I, I get cheesesteaks. I, I see how businesses are open. I got to experience something, uh, something pretty cool. I'm, I'm working over. You might know this area, Tim. Um, I don't know. Somerset and Lehigh. I think it's I'm Kennington. Very familiar. Very familiar with that area. We're, 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 we do work for a guy. He uh, buys abandoned properties. Hmm. And he fixes them up. And he tries to, you know, I think they call him a slum landlord. But he fixes these properties up. And he, we do sounds, he sounds a stand-up individual. Sounds so like. we're over on uh, Lehigh and Somerset. Do you know the area? Yeah, I'm familiar. Familiar. Don't let our viewers know. You, you've seen it. What, what is What's this area like? It's in Kensington. That's like the, you know, open drug market. Yeah. I mean, it's not the, not the greatest area, but it has a lot of, uh, has a lot of not great attributes to it. There's a lot of, you know, drugs. I mean, there's no safe shooting zone, but there is a lot of drugs out there. You know, they sell drugs in open. That's what people forget. And I, I, that's people's jobs. You know, people wake up and they... They sell drugs. They put on their work shoes. They're like, you know, their their shoes. They sell drugs in, and they put their work clothes on. And what kind of work they clothes do they wear? Hard, but they're out there making a living, right or wrong. They're doing it, and I'm out I there. Mean, and, you know, I swear to God, I'm doing the work. We got jackhammers, and it it was business like usual. These guys, you know, the drug dealer had, had a mask on. He had a mask on. He's sitting there selling the drugs. Tim, have you seen this? No. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> he wants to keep his uh, clientele safe. That's good. good man. You well, don't know. They off, say the drug problem in the city in nice neighborhoods, Mike. How about that? I'm in the suburbs. The, these people are still out there. They're, it's probably worse now. I was talking to our one guest, uh, Destiny Campanella, the queen of harm reduction. We had on this show. And, you know, she said people... She showed us how to do uh, Narcan. She said people are scared to give Narcan because they don't want to touch people. Huh? So this affects, you know, we're out there helping the community. Me and Tim are out there on the front lines helping the homeless, the people with the drug addictions. We put in the work. You know, we're behind the closed doors doing that. The voice of the voices. Yes. These drug dealers are. They're hard workers. They they won't give up. So, I mean, yeah, you're, you're teetering a line, teetering a line. <laughs> but you're willing to put a mask on. I, you know, the guys are out there. I'm hearing them. You know, he's like six feet away, and the guys, you know, he's putting it down here and making them pick up. You know, they're keeping social distances. Do they have X's to mark off the six feet? I, I didn't see that. This now, but you know. I'm, I'm working, but it's it just something that opened my eyes. Tim coming, Tim's been on them. Brian Fishman loves his drug dealers. I, I don't think they get unemployment. So what are you supposed to do if you're a drug dealer? You file unemployment? 
Are you kidding me? Right now, drug dealers are in prime state right now because everybody's home. They got yeah, nothing they got to do. Checks. They're bored out of their fucking minds. They're getting these these stimulus checks. They're going through depression. And and they're none probably of it's not good. getting stimulus none checks because they didn't file taxes. Let's be honest. Nope. Nope. But none of it's all good, but definitely good for the, the business is booming for anybody who sells weed. Sells like any kind of hallucinogen. Oh, right. You sell you sell weed or hallucinogens. That's one thing, Mike. But you're talking about the dudes that are standing on there selling heroin, selling crack, selling the other shit that are a detriment to the community. And now there's even less people. You know what? I'm not even gonna get on my tirade. You got it. Yeah. Well, you know, friend yeah, of big time Tim's and a guy who wants to be a friend of the show, Johnny the girl. Johnny the girl. Now you know he. He changed cooked his life. pizza and steaks for a living. He he was a what did he used to do, Timmy? Cook crack, I think they call it, right? Yeah. That's he was telling us. You know, he was, that's what he was explaining what we were talking about having on the show, Mike. He was explaining to us. He had a pot, and you know, we're in a video chat like this, and he's telling us how he cooked the crack and I just don't oh. understand why he puts bacon soda in pizza. It, it's something you gotta realize <laughs> this show's about what? Us, Finding people who change their life, you know, they can still bring some of the things they did to their good side from their bad side. So, yeah, you know, anybody Absolutely. out there selling drugs, Johnny the girl, who is Tim's good friend, he's living proof. You can go from cooking crack to cooking pizza. That's what? what do you think, Tim? <laughs> Tim I mean, once when cook, I bring this guy up, Mike. Once a cook, always a cook. But as long as you're doing it for the right reasons, you make that change in your life like me and Donnie did. That's why he's hungry for hope. Do you think Johnny the girl is doing it for the right reasons? I don't know. I can't. I'm, I'm not Johnny. I cannot speak with him, speak for him. But you, you and Johnny sh- go way back. Yeah, it might be way, Johnny. We go way back like Cook Crack. <laughs> you know, Johnny the girl, he's, he's a character. I think we're going to have to have him on the show, Mike. You, you want to yeah. meet this guy? I do. Never mind, I could make a joke. I'm going to bypass that joke. It was that close. Bypassing that joke. You know, I've been hesitant because he wants us to pay him a fee to come on the show. You know, I, I he said he'll take food stamps, EBT cards. I gave him um, $200 in food stamps the other day. What do you mean? You know, but the guy has a story to tell. This piece of shit. <laughs> he has a story. <laughs> Donnie, go and get my food stamps back, please. Uh, you know, he's asking for money, but I don't. The guy, he, he has a parrot, Mike. This guy, so he's obviously making money. He comes, he walks around with a parrot, too. He has, he has, a, he has parrot a parrot. On I'm not kidding, Mike. Who I swear to God, he has a parrot. He walks around with a parrot. Is he a parrot? He a, well, he said, you know, he said when he used to Wait. sell the drugs, he was on the corner, and the cops never thought anything if he had the parrot on his shoulder. Right. So now he sells pizza. He's he just showman. kept the parrot on his shoulder. It makes sense, doesn't it? Is there sure. a reason? But not for cooking pizza because it seems unsafe for the parrot. No, the parrot has a leash on it. I'm yeah, calling Carol Baskin right now. Yeah, that this bitch. Bullshit. That bitch. But no, the parrot can take a shit while you're making pizza. Next thing you know, you're eating parrot shit. Yeah. These are all questions you're going to have to ask. That, that's, how the bird flu, that's how the bird flu got out. It's either the parrot shits in your thing or somebody fucks a bat. Next thing you know, we got fucking diseases everywhere. <laughs> now, that brings me to one of my next questions, Tim. Last week, we started a segment. It's going to be our, our new segment. 
Last week we talked about pineapple pizza. And uh, mm. I said pineapple pizza is worse than kicking a baby. I said I'd rather somebody kick a baby than eat pineapple pizza. Some right. people agreed. Some people didn't agree. I got, I got, a, I got a couple death threats. I'm not going to lie to you. So you know, Is it Carol, it's kind of like eating pizza. You know, the parrot goes to the bathroom on. It was definitely Karen. things, and we want people. You know, we want to know if it's worse than kicking a baby. Yeah. The first one, Tim. I don't know if our viewers are watching the news, but I'm watching the news, and there's a guy named Earl Thomas. Are you familiar with Earl Thomas? The football player. Is that like He's Tom- a football player? Is that Mike, like Dave you Thomas? Pro- you uh, familiar? I know Mike, Dave Thomas. Mike, don't talk back. <laughs> Earl Thomas is a great football player. He plays for the Ravens. Earl Thomas, uh, over the week, he uh, he's married, but he his wife took his went into his Snapchat and uh, got his password, and she Welcome found out see. he was talking to somebody. There's Earl Thomas. She was able Please. to locate where he was, and he's at. Ooh. He's with these girls with his brother, and uh, they're they're naked with these girls uh, having sex in the room, and the wife and her friends they show up. The wife shows up, and I bust in the room, pulls a gun on him. So there he is. She got her friends. He's with his brother. They're all naked that's, in the bed. She busts in. She weird. has a gun I'm to his head. Say. So that brings me to my next question. Is that worse than kicking a baby? Would you rather kick a baby or have your wife bust in the door put a gun to you while you're in bed with your brother and other girls? Donnie, I think that's the wrong question you're asking. Let me me just say my piece real quick. Is it wrong that you're in bed sharing a girl with your brother? Would you rather share a bed with you, share a girl with your brother or kick a baby? I think that's the real question. The gun to the head for cheating, you know, that shit happens. It does on a daily basis. She didn't pull the trigger, it is what it so is. So you'd rather have the gun to your head than kick the baby? I'd rather have the gun to my head than kick the baby. I don't have a brother, but I can only imagine that I would rather kick a baby than well, I, I can't say the shit. I wouldn't I would never <laughs> kick a baby. <laughs> I would never. Mike, would you rather be caught? By your wife and her friends in bed with a gun to your head, think, or kick a baby. Would I rather have a girl walk in on me while the girl I'm going, the girl that's what is wife or girlfriend? It was his wife. Would I rather have my wife walk in on me while I'm doing some freaky sex stuff, no, and her having a gun that she can actually pull out on me, or kick a baby? Now, in this scenario, we don't know if she's going to fire it. We're, I'm just, we're, I just don't want to be caught in that it scenario. It was cocked and loaded, too. Right. Then I would much rather go kick a baby. If you're going to keep the wife at bay. As a disclaimer, I would like to say that Tim Cudges does not recommend ever kicking a baby. I mean, I don't think it's a horrible thing to Eiffel Tower with your brother. I mean. But Mike, God, Mike doesn't kick that hard, though. Terrible human Why? Mike, you're you're not, not, you don't have a hard kick. Well, he has the baby feed. He has the baby feed. I do have a a hard kick. I will. I mean, next time you're over, I'll show you. You just stand there, um, kind of like, you know, spread eagle, and I'll kick and we'll see how good it is. He might not have a hard kick, but when you talk about him sharing a girl with his brother, he has a hard. eh, I'm not going (laughs) to. 
know what I mean. The ladies are definitely uh, checking in on this one, obviously. And whose baby, by the way? Yeah, that's that kind of that, that goes into this. If it's if whose baby is it? Somebody's baby, you know? Is it your baby? Is it a random baby? Do you have to think, never do you have to never see this baby again? It's it's if, it's a baby that, in a bag, so you don't know whose baby it is. If that if those are questions you have to ask, you need to reevaluate your life. Well, it does matter whose baby. Do you know this baby? Do you have to see this baby again? You're all gonna burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are these are good questions. It just, so question. any of our fans, if you have anything out there that you think might be worse than kicking a baby, absolutely anything. Again, is it a light Please. kick? Is it a hard kick? Are we putting you know, a baby? Mark just wants all these. I just want to say hard dick. We're trying to find out what's what's worse. Than kicking a baby. There, there's nothing really worse than kicking a baby, but sometimes situations call for the fact that you'd rather do anything in the world to get out of that situation. And if somebody were to walk up and present a baby, not saying you'd find one, not saying you'd go looking for one, but if somebody presented a baby to say, you can kick this baby to get out of what you're doing, kind of like a Saw movie, I mean... You might have to do it. I'm not. I'm so, going to I'm gonna have to openly disagree. You don't just have to kick a baby. You could just watch the Saw movie. All right. So, Tim, you're <laughs> highly against kicking babies. So, in just the news this pro, week. Call me pro-life. In the, week, in the news this week, Mike Tyson is talking about coming out of retirement. Oh, my God. He's, what, 53 years, 50-some years old? Yeah. He's talking about boxing. So big time, Tim Kudges, would you rather box Mike Tyson or kick a baby? I would I would not want to box Mike Tyson. Because so you'd rather getting, kick a baby? No, I would not rather kick a baby. I'm getting to a point here. You got to let well, me you go. Have, you got your trainer, Tim Witherspoon Jr., watching a show he was on. He could probably train you for this. I don't think or anybody can train you. We for could that. train you to kick the baby. Mobile just sent me this solar Mike, so what, what are you going to do? Are you doing? I'm bringing up something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting put in a coma by Mike Tyson. I'm not kicking the baby. You're not kicking the baby. I'm not kicking the baby. I brought up, I brought up a video of Mike Tyson, and it should have some video of what he's been doing recently. There it is. And how hard he goes, and how tough he punches, and how quick he still is in his old age. Listen, dude, I'm not comparing myself to a saint. If the listeners want to, I get it. It makes sense. I'm just not kicking the baby. Okay. Mike Tyson's making a comeback. Uh, it would be great, I'm sure. Tim Witherspoon, you know, checking this out. I would love to hear from people what they think about the comeback of Mike Tyson. He's not coming back. It's not a real thing. It, do you think well, he can get in the ring? I heard maybe Holyfield do kind of like a charity match. You know, nothing crazy. Listen, the most genius thing that they could do, and I was going to save this for big time Timmy tells it like it is, but you know what? I'm just going to go on my rant now. It's fine. Mike Tyson, I don't care what he looks like. He's not going to be able to compete with today's top-notch heavyweights. He looks great. He's in great shape, and I'm glad he's in a great place. 
I don't think but he's going to go fight one of the heavyweights, the top heavyweights. That's what people are trying to play it like it is. But if you take guys like maybe one of the guys that beat him, like Danny Williams, Vander Holyfield, you take a guy like Riddick Bell, who all have interest in fighting, and just do a, a senior store, three rounds, three three-minute round exhibition match. Him against Holyfield would sell out. Yes. He doesn't need money, Jack. He's selling so much fucking weed. He is. He literally doesn't have to. He's rich forever. I, I think see Tim's wearing his uh, Witherspoon boxing shirt. Is that what that is? Maybe. That's uh, Witherspoon boxing. That's the gym he has over in Bristol, Pennsylvania. You can also find him on Facebook, Tim Witherspoon Jr. He does online classes live on Facebook for free okay. right now. 12 o'clock, three days a week. But I I'm think- sure he, he would love the whole Tyson thing. And he, he's a boxing fan. I'm a boxing fan. Look, I exhibition, think Tyson, I would love it, but he's a 53-year-old man. He could who, do one fight. One fight. Kind of like dominated 20 years ago. But here's here's one thing. Sorry to interrupt you, Mike. I'm going to let you ride after this. A lot of people are talking about, like, oh, well, he wasn't that good 15 years ago. He was at, he was at his end. There is a difference. And we talk about a lot on the show. We talk about it a lot on the show. Like, he was just not mentally there. He was a different person. It wasn't that he wasn't physically there. He just wasn't mentally there. He was involved in drugs. He was involved in depression. He had depression, involved in a lot of other shit. That's why he lost to a guy like Danny Williams or Kevin McBride. He's in a different mind mind place now. But coming back at 53 years old is, you know, it just doesn't make sense. But I can guarantee in a 53-year-old Mike Tyson in the right mind space is better than the guy that lost to Kevin McBride at the end of his career. Well, I know draw money. I know for a fact. I would love to see it, right? Absolutely. And I, Holyfield I th- Tyson. I think I think Tyson definitely could do. Now, could he make a run for it? Absolutely yeah. not. He's I not doing like a run. It- I would but like I think to see he could do, like a four-round exhibition. Three. Uh, sorry, Mike. I keep cutting you off. I think he could do one more, a la you know how Undertaker can can come out and wrestle WrestleMania. Two different and things. It is two different things, but it's still it's still endurance. It's still it is fighting. Yes, they are two different styles of fighting. You you do get way more right. blown up by boxing. I agree with you if you're going really hardcore, but also with boxing you get multiple and and long periods of breaks in between as long as you're dancing properly. There are two different things, but they're similar in a lot of aspects, both very athletic, both very, you have to have your cardio up, both you have to be in decent shape, and both you have to train for even that one match. And you have to train to take a shot. Yeah. So they're different, but they're the same. I agree. Nobody, whoever gets in the the ring with Mike, especially if it is one of the newer guys out there, they're out there to prove a point. They want to take Mike down. They want on their resume, I knocked out Mike Tyson, so they're going to be going for him hard. But none of the new guys will be because who wants to say they knocked out a 53-year-old Mike Tyson? It doesn't make sense. No, because it's, it's a no-win situation. It's not a 53. You lose to a 53-year-old man or you beat a 53-year-old man. Mike Tyson's a little nuts, you know. He's a guy our show's a lot about uh, people – redemption type stories and you know he's a guy who's openly done a lot of drugs yeah smacked a couple people around he probably shouldn't have 
Uh huh. He owned Tigers. Luckily, he's, he he was a f- a friend of Joe Exotic. Yeah, he, he, he's a case. <laughs> you know, Timmy's now in a dark room because he wants to he wants to meditate, thinking about this whole idea. He well, just you went, know, Timmy just went. Kicked, a lot of these, kicked, uh, he just went. And we don't the have baby. current sports going on right now, so we've been seeing a lot of these old athletes who we grew up on coming back. The ones, uh, Michael Jordan. I don't know if anybody's been following Michael Jordan. He's like the biggest thing in sports right now. He got a show. It was called The Last Dance. Really? Mike, you followed that at all? You're no. not a basketball guy, are you? I'm not. A, I'm only wrestling, not really sports. So Michael Jordan, he's doing a show. It's called The Last The Last Dance. It's about, uh, I think Tim's seen it. It's about the no. 90s Chicago Bull. Tim, have you seen it? I've heard about it, Mike, but I wanted to make a point real quick, and I'll be right back. But Mike only watches Harry Potter. What does that even mean? What's is there something wrong with Harry Potter? What's wrong with Harry Potter? Do you not like Slytherins or Hufflepuff? Why would he say that and then walk away? I want so more you're answers. You're a professional wrestling fan, Mike, right? Uh, as far as um, any kind of sporting event goes, um, I am not a fan of any kind of sport except for wrestling, sports entertainment. So you're pretty um, excited that me and Big Time are starting a wrestling promotion? Uh hugely excited. I would I would uh, be honored to uh, be able to hop in the ring and take a few bumps. Uh, as you know, I was I did uh, go to the Monster Factory for uh, five five or six years. Um, I mean, I will be honest, I sucked <laughs> big time. But I went after it. I tried it. I tried to do it. But there's a role for guys, Mike. uh, We don't. We don't need to be in the ring. There's things we could do outside the ring. You're great on the mic. Here's here's what I was here's what I was good at. You know what I was good at? This is dead honest, dead ass. One, I was told by my my trainer that I was better if I had at least three or four beers in me before going to the ring. I was the only one. I was the only one allowed to drink going to the ring. Personally, Mike, we would never let you in our ring. Number two. Number two. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. I just wanted to put that out there. I put that referee shirt on him, Mike. I was very much so like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. But no, I was good at taking an ass whooping and selling. So, and and everybody knows if you want to get over, to get over, you got to have somebody who's going to sell very good. And I was very good at that. I prided myself on that. There is no Hulk Hogan without, you know, Rowdy Piper taking the beat. And, you know. Yes. Rowdy Piper was a god. Yes, yes. I'll be a referee if I could wear a kilt and Mike, nothing. Yeah, nothing we would have me. a row for you. We definitely would never put you in the ring drinking beer. And uh, because you know we're we're doing something. There's like a hundred promotions who would probably make you the champion. You probably have to like share a video telling them you like them, maybe be their friend or something, give them a couple dollars. But I would definitely pay you to slap. Different. I would definitely pay you to slap hatred in the face, but not in the wrestling. Man. We're looking for the the best <laughs> wrestlers. Not not any of these goofball jabronis. We're looking for guys who are trained. Right. Guys who are in great shape. Yes. Guys who look the part. Guys who don't wear shirts in the ring. We want legitimate ass kickers. You know, we got guys we've been talking about. Uh, they're they're wrestlers, but they're ex ex professional fighters. Like martial arts, okay. boxing. You know, they're not just these guys who walk around and tell their friends um, they're they're a wrestler. That didn't happen. Ric Flair's still alive. He's still alive. <laughs> we want to bring so back that, knows, old, that old professional AWS. wrestlers who fit that criteria. 
they have to have been trained by somebody we, you know, don't tell me your trainer and I never heard of him. You had to have respectable training. And you can show, you could tell who's trained. What do you mean? You I was trained by Billy Bob. I want to see your gym membership. You got to show me your gym membership. You want to, you try to go outside on the first, the first match of the card, you're fired. If you don't have really? a gym membership, you know, we'll let you buy. There's nothing wrong with being a fan. These people are like the, the seats and now they want to be a wrestler. No, you're not a pro wrestler. You, you don't go to the gym. You don't, you, you wear a shirt. You, you can't have a shirt on in a professional wrestling you, ring. You, can't. Like, you know, John Cena, these guys on WWE can do it because they're making millions. You aren't. You can't smoke cigarettes. First off, don't fucking judge anybody, Mike. How about that? I'm not a pro wrestler. I can't do it. You see this? That's not going in the ring. Whoa, whoa. The ladies in the chat room <laughs> just got lady boners. Sorry. Calm down, ladies. But we're, we're definitely excited. I know Mike's big fan. He's going to be around it. We got yes. some big time people in the community. We got some awesome venues where we're going to be using. And we got big. And time. we have some big established stars in the professional wrestling world. It's all lined up. It's all ready to go. We're just waiting for this this shit to be over with. Yes, which it'll be over with within the next. Ah, oh, god damn it! <laughs> but Tim, while you were gone, it'll be over when my when my license expires. But but Tim, while you were gone, we were we we're talking about Michael Jordan, how a lot of athletes from the past have become kind of in the news lately because nothing else is going on. Uh, you're about so to they did this Michael this Jordan, uh, the Last Dance documentary. Have you seen it, Tim? I didn't see it, but I I can give so my opinion. You know, the Bulls are big time. You know, the 90s. Well, they're talking. and they, Michael Jordan, he's not in the media much. So they have a moment. I, I want to get your, your view on this. He's talking about when he gets to the Bulls, they were a real bad team. Sitting in the, the 80s, uh, the crack epidemic. I think that's when uh, your buddy... Johnny the Grill really was hitting his prime, he said. So it's the 80s, crack, cocaine, it's everywhere. Michael was the rookie on the Chicago Bulls, and he's on a road trip, and he walks. He goes to his teammate's uh, hotel room, knocks on the door, and he said he told this story on ESPN. I heard about it. He said he opened all his players were in there with uh, whores and uh, cocaine everywhere. He said basically the whole team, he said. Well, first off, let me cut you off real quick. They're not called whores. You got to be politically correct. They're streetwalkers. Whatever they are, ladies of the night. So a lot of people were upset. He, they said, you know, that he put his teammates under the bus. He shouldn't talk about what happens behind closed doors. I'm, I'm a believer, you know, in, in that stuff. You shouldn't discuss what happens with you and the boys behind closed doors. And these guys have families and. Their, their kids know they're on that team back in, what, 88. And they hear Jordan, who they look up to. Do you think Jordan should have threw his teammates under the bus? I'm not on a TV show, no. I respected the fact that Jordan said he walked away and had nothing to do with it. And he agreed. He was trying to be a leader, right? But for the fact, are you really a leader if you're going to go on TV to get ratings and snitch out all your teammates from that time period? No. You're not. He didn't say any names. But, you know, you can just look at the roster. There's a thing called Wikipedia these days. I think he should shut his mouth. I like Jordan. 
but I think he should have shut up. Hey, Too many people good. nowadays going on Facebook and talking about shit they shouldn't. And, you know, just like in wrestling, a lot of these businesses used to be, like, protected. You know, they didn't let people in. They didn't tell people about stuff. And Jordan going out there on national TV and putting his teammates when you had that bond, you know, I played college football, I did professional wrestling, I had that bond, when you had that bond with a teammate, you know, you don't, regardless of how you feel about him, you don't talk about that. What is the point of it? Why would he say it? Well, I mean, it's the same thing as Frank Lucas stayed alive after snitching made a movie about it and everything else. So everybody else is like, oh, I want to get ratings. Let's, let's tell on other people. Let's ruin other people's lives because I'm Michael Jordan and I can do whatever I want. Like, fuck him. Michael Jordan's work goes pretty far. You know, it it takes two minutes to look up the 88 Bulls team. And he said, he said just about the whole team was doing it, but him. That's what he said. So now that's even worse because now. That's like a Michael piece of shit. It's like a the guy had a lot of pool. It's a pretty interesting documentary. <laughs> but well, no it, such thing as loyalty. I, I can't no wait for the. I can't people, wait till the Anthony Hatred documentary about toxic radio because it's going to be the same. People will do. They have no principles, and Michael Jordan even proved it. One of the biggest names in sports. Just because they did a little documentary, he would tell on anything. You know, these people will sell their soul to the devil. It's, well, it's we've sad. seen that firsthand. We've seen that firsthand numerous times, Donnie. When you see somebody like Jordan doing it, it's even sadder, you know? Yeah, somebody who's already a billionaire fucking just putting down other people. It, it's literally disgusting. Nobody like, sticks to their principles anymore. Grow up, professional sports... But that's that's just my take, Tim. And hey, I know you. I mean, you stick to your team. Your team is your team. That's how you grow, and that's how you become better, and that's what made him a legend. But if you're gonna sit there and disparage them, it's it's like the coffee. Hold up, time. hold up. What what was that word, Tim? You had me. I was feeling you. You're gonna dis what? Disparage. The hell does that mean, Mike? That means kick a baby. <laughs> In grown-up terms. <laughs> it means he's going to kick a baby. Disparage. Can you look that up for me? Somebody look it up for me. What does it mean? Mike, Mike can you use it in a sentence? Uh, I disparagingly kicked that baby. <laughs> so, what? <would, sighs> <laughs> All right, that makes sense. I, I dig it. We're learning here. We're doing a lot of stuff. We're, we're trying to redeem ourselves, and we're trying to learn words. If you want to learn words, you're at the right place. Are they? I don't know if that should be your like tagline. Yeah, Donnie doesn't know words. He knows left hooks. I don't do but words, Mike. Everybody should know that I really know best. This is true, though. Liz makes a good point. Everybody in this world has a price. No matter what you talk about, things that you wouldn't do, your pride, this, the other thing, everybody Listen. in existence has a price. Listen, it's she's, sad, not the, man. She, she's not the million dollar man. Not everybody has a price. A lot of Virgil didn't people. have a price. Did Virgil have a price? He won that million dollar fucking title. He did. I don't have a price. Donnie doesn't have a price. 
Catholic Mike doesn't have a price. Well, <laughs> well, I should expect that from you. So, so big time. You kind of told us uh, your big time. Tim tells it as it is. But tell, let's go to you. We're gonna do your segment. I know you got something good. I, I know you already said something, but you never let me down. So we're gonna go to big time, Tim. I, first off, I've let like you it down. Is. I've let you down multiple times. I've counted. The the floor is yours, big time. This is what we're gonna get into. We're gonna get into big time, Tim. It tells it like it is. Now there's certain topics that I want to touch on that was discussed tonight, like Michael Jordan being a snitch and just being a piece of shit. But I think I'm going to go towards. It's going to be a positive. I'm going positive today. Like how everybody is just sticking together through this whole thing, right? Well, for the most part, not Mike, but people, people are stepping up man. it's good to see. We're going through a horrible fucking time in this country. We're going through a horrible time in this world, but there's people that just keep pushing Mm -hmm. people that keep pushing and keep taking care of other people and putting other people other than themselves, best interest in mind. So for the first time, I'm going to do a positive big time, Tim, and he tells it like this. I'm going to say I salute all of you people, all of you people that try to keep the entertainment going, all of you people that try to take care of the experts, all of you people that are trying to just become better people through this time, I salute you. Wow. What do you think about that, Mike? Uh, Not- pretty powerful stuff from uh, is- big time. It is except powerful. for Mike. Except for Mike. Fuck thank him. you. Fuck Mike. <laughs> uh, it is powerful, and he is 100% right. And the people that do find positives in all this and the people that do find a way to, to just you know know that it's temporary and to help out other people, those are the people that win in life, and those are the people that are going to continue to win. Take your time to – take this time to make yourself a better person. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do – whether you're flipping burgers, whether you're selling cell phones, whether you're a lawyer, I don't, I don't give a fuck what you do, but make yourself an all time great in that perspective. Like it doesn't, you don't have to be a athlete. You don't have to be a boxer. You don't have to be an MMA fighter. You don't have to be a baseball player to be an all time great. You need to focus on being an all time great at whatever you do. And that's my words to you. I'm being super positive and corny, but fuck everybody that doubts me. That's great. You know, we saw this firsthand how it affected people. We had uh, Hazel Roche from Philadelphia on the show. He battled this. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's no joke. And yeah, man, you know, like like I always tell people, you know, t- tough times don't last. Mm-hmm. Tough people do. I know Donnie tells me every Wednesday he's grateful to be on here. Like, there's Grateful. a bunch of people going through other shit. Every Wednesday he calls me, he's like, dude, we are lucky. I'm very grateful to be on here. And like, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Having a voice, talking and and, and talking to people and, and just having a community to, to really uh, talk to. And it's it's a great thing. And I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do my show. But Donnie's like, no, be grateful. You're helping these people. I, I, You're helping people that have nothing else to do. Watch this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? You have a good fucking point, Donnie. I literally the worst have. The thing you could do is have have an outlet, have a voice that you could share and sit back and do nothing. You know? Right. 
you're just uh-huh. as worse as the people doing bad. If you have the ability to help people, if you have the ability to speak out, to stop something, or to start something, and you don't do nothing, you're just as bad as the person doing bad, in my opinion. Yeah, and if you're you listening know. to this, take this opportunity, take the show, take anything that you're hearing, and just take the time, take a second, take a minute, take 10 minutes to make somebody else's life better, if you can. If you have that ability, do that. Yeah. It's going to make a change in so many people just by, it's a like a counter effect. You do something, they're going to do something, they're going to do something. I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but just make a change in somebody's life. Right. Fucking like, like me and Big Time have said, anybody out there struggling, anybody needs help. We're here. You can reach out to us. Uh, I still get a paycheck. I'll help whoever. We're hungry for hope. We're we're people of our word. We're gonna come out. We're, we'll feed you. We do work at you know homeless shelters. We'll we'll send you to the right place. Well, or we'll personally go in our pocket and help you. What if uh, find that's what we like to do. If Donnie said it before a hundred times, if he can't, if we can't find somebody that can help you, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah, you need help. You're going through something, you know, depression, money issues, substance issues. There's help. We'll get you help. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll carry you on our back and throw you in a rehab uh, to, to get food, to get mental help. I promise you, Mike will carry you on his back physically and run a marathon. Some people, no, I won't. Some people just need a friggin' hug. I'll do whatever. It's as simple I'll as that. You. Tim, well, Tim, yeah. come here, Tim. Social, social distance hug. Come here, Tim. All right, I got you, cuz. But there we're you here go. for you. The people at home. I like, for hope. My, I like to peck my bitches on the cheek. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't win listen, even on that one. Listen, we have no hatred towards anybody. No hatred at all. And we, we won't be like anybody. Michael Jordan. We won't. Tell anybody about it. We won't blast it on TV. Right. You know, it's between us. Mm-hmm. We're not, no snitches here, right, Tim? No, Takashi 6 9. But, I give another hug. Everybody, let's give Laura a hug. Everybody. We're all giving hugs. Oh. But, <laughs> made me very uncomfortable by Mike's face. He's you know, looking at me weird. <laughs> we we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. We're gonna get back to having some guests next week. We've been super busy working on this wrestling thing. We're gonna have some people that are involved with that coming on. We got big plans for that. Uh next week we're we're having a real cool guest we're gonna announce. We're gonna share more about this uh professional wrestling promotion that we're in. And uh Till then, man, we just want everybody just, just keep your head up. Don't give up. And remember that the tough days, they're, they're going to go by, but you're tough and you're going to stay. Tim, anything you like to say to everybody? Yeah, like I said, we're hungry for hope. But if you can give us a chance to give somebody else hope, fucking jump in. Message one of us. We're here to help. And that's the main premise of our show. I know we fuck around a lot. We joke around a lot. And I roast Mike on an almost daily basis. But we have no hatred. We're going to help out anybody that we possibly can. 
So just reach out to us if you really need help, if you truly, because don't waste other people's helps, but if you truly need help, reach out to us. We're not only hungry for hope, but we're hungry to give hope. This is Hungry for Hope, and we are out of here. Yeah.